Hey, it's J Mark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Here to say that we have shirts for sale. Want to look really good at the end of the world and show support for your favorite post-apocalyptic D&D podcast? Yeah, that's a mouthful to say. Then be sure to check us out on Teespring. Our store is labeled TFU Market, and if you join our Facebook fan group, the Tabletop for the End of the World official fan group, you can get an exclusive limited time discount code. These are our year one shirts, which means if you are listening to our podcast right now during our first year, this is a chance to show everyone that you've been a supporter since the very beginning. After a year, these shirts will no longer be available to the general public, so be sure to get a hold of them while you can. Anyway, that's all from me. I'll see you all after the show. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. All you have to do is get through the Shattered Mansion. Shattered Mansion! It's got a nasty curse on it. You want me to float here and tell you weaknesses to devils. Yes, uh, that, uh, mm, plague fella also sort of came after me too. And in the middle of this big room is, uh, is Lemures. And they seem to be, uh, holding each other's sloppy hands and moving in tight circles. Torn flips them off. I need that book. We need, listen. Listen, Torrin, I need that book. Or you have a copy of the the light reading novella, Seducing the Seducers. Well, I, I'm I'm kind of kind of interested about that uh, the library. I don't know how you figured it all out. Plague said that no one would figure it out. That all I had to do is listen to him. The Torrin notices that uh, one of the flies from the kitchen has followed you out. Uh, I punch it. <laughs> how? Yeah, this is a, this uh, is our normal life now. I used to be in a band. Like this is it. <laughs> this is what we do now. What do I what do I do with this? <laughs> it's like what did Twi- you do today? Well, Twilight. we killed the DM's plot point. <laughs> it's crawling with drones now, and you're asking me. To it just... was your idea to go after the drone in the first place. Well, yeah, but you gotta understand. I can't. Just... Jay, Jay, imagine who we could find. Lovely listeners, I, Robin, am back once again with your daily wisdom. Today is a delightful day indeed. Why, you ask? Because today is another day where we can praise Potroblad. Are you showing your dedication to Potroblad today? Have you kept up with your payments? Remember, we accept payments in cash or in blood. After all, everyone has blood. Now, for me, today I am going to praise Ultra Black by... Okay. Um. The suit... The suit works, Kev. But... I don't think we took into account all the stuff that would be here. Well, like, 
it's it's too big it's too heavy or or no there's they they have people not people drones drones are all over the collapsed quarter but i found what? I, f- I found another bunker nearby and I, i'm down in here right now i don't know how far i am from you i mean crap it's it's a pretty big place yeah uh... yeah i i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna keep trying to track down what's go what where where the drone fell and try to figure it out i think i think i might be able to use some of that tech you helped me make to figure it out um how, how are the rest of you guys doing i'm feeling pretty hopeful dude yeah i knew they were lying when they said they recovered it if there's still drones flying around that area there's no way they recovered it maybe i i don't know i i don't know what they're looking for but uh i think i gotta i gotta take a break because the the oxygen i had was limited and I had to run, so I gotta catch my breath because I don't want to use it up just running the whole time, you know. So, um, well, we had a game scheduled, right? Right now, do you guys want to do that or? We can... Do you think you can? Yeah, I think I think it'll help me relax a bit. I'll be all right. Um, the the walls are pretty thick, so I, I don't think you can hear me from down here. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in, of course. Yeah. Uh, Manny, are you okay with that? I know, I know, you really want me to kind of get the show going here, but well, it's not like you're gonna get it if you're dead. Well, that's hopeful, that's I guess. Positive. Yeah. yeah, that makes me feel good. Gives me warm, fuzzy feelings inside. Well, now that we all feel warm and fuzzy, uh, well, you left off. You just killed Plog and desecrated his corpse because you're the heroes. <laughs> uh. Are we the heroes you deserve? Uh, Probably. You might be the heroes I deserve. And uh, you're looking at the spiral staircase that leads directly up uh, through the ceiling of this grand foyer of the Shattered Mansion. And Debilica is gone. I leave you with that. What do you do? Hmm. We go and get what we came for. We go up these stairs. Yeah. Pretty much empty, so let's go. Did did torrid take off his his armor to pee or like how does that work there's a hinge <laughs> he has a flap that's amazing okay okay well you you close the flap and you are all ready to adventure up and you uh, you make your way up this staircase and you make your way up and you make your way up can you paint us a word picture of what like do do feel ominous as we're yes. walking through what is it yes whole... absolutely uh what happens is um there's like a series of of platforms, and each one is slightly higher than the one before it. And you in, you encounter this next platform, and you put your foot on it, and you lift your body weight up, and then you see another platform <laughs> slightly higher. In fact, the same distance higher than the last one. Okay. Uh, and you realize you're familiar with these. They're called stairs. Okay, smartass. I was talking about, like, the walls. Are there... Are are there portraits with eyes staring at us? Uh, does it look like it's sturdy? Are the stairs dangerous? There's portraits like of some kind of turtle oh, creature, and yeah. it says we don't have enough stars. <laughs> there is uh, there's definitely um, decoration all over this, all over the mansion. As you go up, you can sort of look down and see all of the foyers you had been in previously. Um, all the you know the big entrance rooms. Uh, you can still see out through the large windows of the foyer. You can see that. That's a statue of the Devil Knight in the garden, uh, still facing towards the house mysteriously. The stone engraving of the key still around its neck. And you see the, the 
beautiful pillar work and the, the intricate carvings, uh, busts of what were probably maybe people are now devils with horns and beards and grotesqueries. As you make your way up, you reach the ceiling of the mansion and it keeps going up. You exit the mansion and the stairs have changed from this intricate, delicate metal filigree to more gray concrete like the rest of the maze has been this far. You make your way up and you make your way up. You see the rafters ahead of you. It takes minutes, whole minutes, to walk up this many steps and it's exhausting and it takes your breath away. Sorry, J. Mark, I had this written beforehand. <laughs> That's fine. And you... <laughs> I can I can use it for my character. <clears throat> That's right. Just just use it. Just method act. You see the rafters. You see the the shimmering black bodies of the sturges wrapped uh, upside down like bats on these rafters. These thick wooden planks. Each one five ten feet across. We'll go. We have to go ten. I think for the sake of D and I have to specifically say ten. Ten feet wide, and. Down below you, sprawling out, is the hedge maze, so wide underneath you. You know that in the center is a brown dot of shed roofs that is Balderdash, but you are too far up to see any of the people. The Sturges... Can you still smell them? Just one. <laughs> Mayor Bucket's powers are too great. He is always lingering. I smell Bucket. You make your way all the way up, and you look out onto this expanse of wooden railways, littered with sturges, literally packed. They they seem to sleep touching, and all of them either either underneath or clamped to the side of these massive wooden pillars. And you see maybe maybe a hundred feet out, two humanoid figures and a mound of something you can't quite make out in the in the gloom. So how will we find this white? Uh so there are two humanoid figures in the distance, right? Yes, and, and some large, non-humanoid shape behind them that you can't quite make out. Uh, you can't make out with it. Twilight and is going to look at Torn and Vert and go, Hey, should I, should I, should I say hi to them? I think, they're, I think they could be our friends. Even if we said no, you were going white. to do it. Well, I mean, you're not wrong, but I thought... I, I don't want to be hurt anymore, and I'm starting to recognize that that happens to me a lot. And I have I have 15 health right now. So if you don't want me to... Torn just has his I hands won't. in the air with mock shock. Do you now? What a very specific... Sorry to interrupt. What a very specific character arc. So should I... Should, should, should we go? Well, Vert should is we our sneak? most accomplished killer. Maybe he should lead. Murder no. Should you go? Can't you can't you make yourself use your ghost powers? Oh, well, um Yeah. Vert looks over. Uh how far away are the figures again? A hundred feet. So it would actually take uh it would take quite a while to, to reach them. Okay. You can't just hobble on over. Right, right. Yeah, Vert casts invisibility on himself. And then starts making his way over to uh, the two figures. Roll to hit yourself with invisibility. <laughs> now invisibility. Uh, I resist. No. Uh, all right. <clears throat> all right. So are you you trying to get close? Closer. Yeah. 
Okay, so uh, what you can do is you can uh, roll your stealth, and invisibility is going to give you advantage on that. Okay. That's a very good thing. Alrighty, that's an 18. Yeah, what do you want to uh, do? I'd like to sort of <coughs> creep over to uh, to, to the, the two figures. You creep up to the two figures, and what you see is that there's actually three things here. That large mound looks familiar, and I'll get to what that is in a second. But what draws your eye first is this husk of a human being. It's got wheezing, raspy breath and gray, pallid, rotting in some places, black skin. The lips have been sheared away in some places to reveal the underlining jaw. The hair, ragged white wisps that still somehow in clumps flow down to her definitely female shoulders. Oh yeah, those shoulders the, are totally female. Mm. Yep. Very female shoulders. Very Those are those are sh- those shoulders are so female. Extremely female shoulders. I mean, if there's one defining feature in a female, it's that they have shoulders. Am I am I accurate? I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Anyway. No, that makes sense. I mean, it it sounds right. Um this this creature uh is wearing some kind of makeshift leather armor almost patched together from the black leathers of these sturges around it it's distracted by the mound of creature in front of it it is another dire sturge growing paler by the second as you watch this creature with its hand over the over the larger creature and a you would call it light but it's black and purple is drawing up out of the this dying sturge and into the creature you can only assume is the white standing guard is another woman in a nightgown who is undead standing with a hollow vacant look in her eyes and a, a no longer bleeding gash through her stomach she stands listless staring out into the space you imagine that if she had had the ability to see any farther, she could see you standing, your your group standing in the gloom a hundred feet away, but doesn't seem to be reacting. Is that? Uh, no one in this this strange trio seems to have noticed you, Vert. Is that Maggie? I don't gotta tell you goddamn thing. <laughs> have we met Maggie? <laughs> no, but like, I mean, Twilight doesn't see this, but just from the description, it sounds like that could be that Maggie girl that got attacked. So we kill the other whites and we kill the older white. <laughs> Do we know that she's a white? Well, they're all undead, so we only need the one undead that we need. But we can't kill... Remember, we can't kill the white. I have an idea for that. If we kill it, it would... We just chop off its limbs. Okay. I am going to interrupt this conversation uh, by reminding you that Vert isn't hearing any of this. (laughs) Nope. Okay, wait, so So hold on. For the sake of of preventing metagaming, I'm going to ask Vert, what do you do? Yeah, Vert's going to creep out of there back to the party okay give me one more stealth roll with advantage just to see if you mess this up but i suspect it'll be okay uh that is a 10 a 10 yes. <laughs> with advantage with did advantage. you add your proficiency i did oh my god yep vert as you make your way back the woman in the nightgown begins shuffling in your direction across this uh across this beam but is it very slow you're actually faster than her hmm 
the uh, the creature doing something to that dire sturge, turning it white, is not paying attention to that. It's, it seems to have all its attention focused on the dire sturge. Oh boy! So, Vert, you make your way back to the group. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I uh, we we found the white. It's over there. It it seems to be uh well sucking the life out of the one of the the sturges that are up here. Apparently, there's another. Ooh, being we'll go with that yeah being with them uh it's also dead ish yeah so we got uh we, we got two things to deal with up here now when you say dead ish you mean like like a zombie sure okay and all right um well we can't kill the white we're not supposed to do that yeah Torn, what do you want to do? And don't yell. What we do is we take out the other two, or we just incapacitate the main one and run. You want to run? Who are you? Somebody who wants to get this job over with. Okay, that's fair. Well, um... I've seen enough poop buckets for one lifetime. That's also fair. Uh, okay, uh, uh, DM, I have a question. You? Is this like a f- completed uh, attic, or are there like a bunch of holes that people can fall through? This is not a completed attic. This is just uh, cross beams. This is just ten uh, foot wide beams stretching out into the darkness wooden over Boulder Dash. They are yeah, uh, wooden catwalks. They are they're forming uh, a square lattice pattern up in the air. Uh, you are hundreds of feet. Uh, over the ground right now. Hmm. Uh, yeah, ten feet in any direction. I guess five feet in any direction, and you'd fall down. Right now, where you are, there are catwalks. You could take left or right or directly forward towards the the group. Okay. So I have um I have an idea. Can you guys can you guys just go with me on this, and let's see what happens. Well, we have nothing else. Okay, I would like to catch. Darkness in the area where the white is. Interesting. Yeah. It is a second level evocation, and I can um, I can make magical darkness spread from a point I choose within range and fill a 15-foot radius sphere for the duration. Uh, so I ahead. want to cast a 15-foot radius sphere where the white, and it should encompass the... The dire sturge it's also sucking the life out of, and also the other white that was walking. Yeah, what is what is the range on darkness? Uh, 60 feet. Okay. So I can see within range of 60 feet, and then the actual darkness I make is a 15-foot radius. Okay, they are 100 feet away. They are 100. So you'd have to step forward to do this. Okay, I'll, I, will, I will move 40 feet. Torrin also has cast. an idea. With my one. Okay, so that's that's what you do. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you because you got enough time to plan it. Okay. You get you move far enough forward. I'm just gonna keep track of where you are uh, as you oh, move wait, forward. Wait. You notice <clears throat> that. Yeah, I know Tor. I'm gonna get to you in a second. I'm gonna get to you in a second. Um, as you move forward, you notice that there is there is a a a, a shambly, gross looking woman headed your way very slowly. Uh, as you move forward that forty feet to cast that spell. The zombie is getting much, much closer to you. Almost within striking distance. Okay. Uh, Torin, what were you going to do? Before they cast Darkness, I'd like to cast Hunter's Mark to mark the white we need to find. 
Ooh. It's a range of 90 feet and a duration of up to one hour. And I can choose a creature I can see within range and mystically mark it as my quarry. Until the spell ends, until the spell ends, I can deal an extra 1d6 damage to it whenever I hit it with a weapon. And I have advantage on any wisdom or wisdom or perception or survival checks I make to find it. If it... Awesome. All right, so uh, I'm going to say what happens now because that's my job. Um, so what you see is that the uh, a mark of Hercules... What does what what your hunter's lion's mark head. look like? A lion's head, a shimmering lion's head sigil appears over the white. And it looks up at the sigil and turns to face you. And it lets out a... <sighs> you can hear from across the room. And the, the dire sturge peeks its head up around at you and gives a bat-like screech. And then they are covered in magical darkness. And everybody, roll initiative. Wait, wait, wait. Pause, guys. Mm-hmm. What's up, dude? You okay? There's something slamming on the door. I think... I think there are drones out there investigating. Dude, is there a low level? Okay, just... What? Is there a lower level there? I mean, I'm, I'm at the lower level. I, I just hear that. Dear listeners, I have an urgent news flash for all of you. That's right. We have received reports that encroachers have been discovered in the collapsed quarter where Peacup 137 has fallen. Well, this certainly is not acceptable. And as your bringer of daily wisdom, I found it fell upon me to venture out in one of our mechs and gather as much information as possible. So, I ventured out into the collapsed corner in one of our Potrablat Corporation approved warm hug bots to investigate and give the encroachers a warm and fiery hug. Thus far, I have found nothing. But never fear, dear listeners, I am out here and diligently hunting. I will be back soon with more news. need to be distracted i need to be distracted what do we have to do we had a roll yeah just just roll initiative that's all nothing nothing too big play it safe yeah i got a five okay got a 16 
So I got an 18. Okay, we have our order. Very first thing that's going to happen. How big an area of magical darkness do you make? A 15-foot radius. 15-foot radius? And so they wouldn't just be able to run out because they'd be like, ah, I don't know what's happening. Just for the mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you all right? Hang tight, dude, hang tight. Out of that magical darkness, two arrows come screeching out in your direction, but they're both going to go wide. Uh, and then it goes to Vert. Hmm. All right, yeah. Vert's going to uh, cast Magic Missile. Um, and we are... On what We target? are attacking the closest shambling non-white thing the the shambling woman in the nightgown yeah yeah her can we call her attack can we call her shambles to make it easier go ahead and attack shambles (laughs) shambles is getting a second level magic missile you pummeled at shambles break shambles into shambles shambles is about to have a very bad day Oh, dear criminitlies. Yeah, very bad day. What do you got? Uh, so that's... He just cups his hands together and blasts her into the space. Uh, let's see, so that's uh, 17 points of damage. Ver- <laughs> yeah. Ver- 17? Um, mm-hmm, 17 points. He puts his hands yeah. together, he... He uh, separates them, has his two uh, missiles, you know, one in each hand, and then he just lets four of them go uh, in rapid succession. And they smash up against Shambles. That is going to take some chunks out of Shambles. <laughs> um, there, are, there are singe marks where it blasted through. <coughs> is and, there uh, like a square... Hole Where? Now. Like yeah, out of her torso. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's some there are some visible holes you could probably safely stick your arm through without touching anything. It is a small arm. Yeah. Uh, Shambles, uh, not looking good. He's actually gonna reel from that attack. And it's gonna go to Torin. Unless unless you guys gonna avert, are you gonna move anywhere? No, 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 no real reason to. Um, yeah, Vert was standing basically back where uh he was. Mm-hmm. Um and he's no longer invisible. He Back as he by, does like, the that entrance yeah. to the stairs. Essentially, yeah, that was like what a hundred feet away. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, I mean the zombies much silver affects the undead, right? Uh, uh roll your religion. <laughs> what? I'm trying to think if I already told you guys this or not. But a religion role would tell you for sure. I didn't put anything in religion. Because <laughs> it's knowledge that you would have as a paladin. Aren't you a paladin? He is a paladin. Why I did put you put nothing in religion? In the... That makes um, no sense. I didn't put anything in intelligence. And religion requires intelligence. Okay, but what did, what did you roll? Does Hercules actually exist? Well, if you ask for <laughs> Roll religion to see if your god exists. I rolled a 17. 17? Yes, you have knowledge that... Um, you know that silver is often used against the more powerful undead as well, because silver is a purifying element. So that means I'll keep using my halberd. Okay. That means, by the way, you know that means you don't have your shield up when you're using your halberd. Yeah. Okay. 
it it gives more damage than my longsword would. Exactly. With the silver and but the she and the shield would help, but eh. Exactly. So I will move up. I guess how far away am I from the zombie? I would say let's see where you're at at this point. You moved forward a little bit already to do your hunter's mark. So yeah, yeah you're within range to you could walk up thirty feet. I'm gonna walk up and slash the zombie to try and finish it off with my halberd. Give me that attack roll. D twenty to see if I hit. What uh what does plus get to hit? Uh it is your your D twenty plus strength plus proficiency plus one for silvered weapon, so a total of plus six. So plus six after whatever I roll. Yes. Sixteen plus six. You're gonna hit. Roll your damage. Damage would be 1d10, and does that get a plus anything because it's silver? Plus one from the silver, and then I think it's going to get uh, it's your strength mod as well, if I remember correctly. So plus four. Yeah. I rolled a ten. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you you cut this zambi down. <laughs> no zambi, no. Roar. Okay. Uh, you cut the, the zombie uh, downish, and... Yeah, your silver weapon cuts right through it. You don't see the steam and the smoke you'd normally see from, like, cutting into a devil with your silver weapon. But uh, the zombie's body collapses, and then with a, a shrug and a moan, it pulls itself back up to its feet. Uh, it still looks pretty worse for wear. Not to be literal, but it seems to be on its last legs. Uh, but it, in fact, stood back up after it went down. And that's, I believe, going to be the end of your turn, because I think that exhausts your movement going 30 feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need everyone to make a constitution saving throw uh, right now. Is that d20 plus your constitution modifier? That's the one. 16. 14. 10. Ooh. From the cloud of magical darkness, the three of you hear that dire skirt Sturge shriek again, and it the darkness peels away as it erupts like a like an arrow out of the cloud of inky magical blackness. It screeches piercing and goes right to your head. Uh, and Vert, you are going to take three points of uh, psychic damage from this shriek. And uh, you go prone. You fall to the ground. Okay. This thing flies up overhead and is circling around you as it, as it ends its turn. Little, little Shambles is uh, it's going to try to hit you, Torin. It's not fond of being cut down like that. Uh, but it's not even going to get anywhere close to your AC, so it's going to swing out with a shoddy Zambi arm, and uh, you're just going to step to the side a little bit. Stop Twilight. It. <laughs> uh, Stop it. Is it my turn? It is. Okay, so when if the... you're if you're clear to speak where you are right now, yeah, no, no, I, the it, it stopped, so I'm good. Uh, the the dire sturge when it flew out was the white on top of it. It was not. Okay, then I would like to cast hellish rebuke upon the point where the darkness is. I believe Hellish Rebuke has to be centered on you. Uh, nope, I point my finger. Oh. 
Yeah, I point my finger and the creature... Oh, no, 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 never mind. I see. It's a reaction, so I can't I can't use it unless I'm attacked. So, okay. never mind. I will use a different spell. Cool. Um, I don't have anything to ensnare creature. Really should have taken that ensnaring smite I apparently have. Well, you know, we live and we learn. Or, if you roll poorly, you don't live and you learn. But that's D&D. <laughs> No um, pressure. Well, first off, I'd like to use a bonus action, and I've been trying to think of how Twilight's bardic inspiration would present itself, and I think it would present itself as just, like, really encouraging compliments. So, <laughs> uh, Twilight looks over at, at Bert and goes, Hey, I know that you're a little upset that you're a murder gnome, but you're our murder gnome, and you're great, and gives Bert a bardic inspiration. That tracks. So, Vert, you can use an extra d6 um, to do things. Oh, boy. Like a getting up from prone. Yeah. Well, that's just going to cost movement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can, you can do it, like, when you want to do stuff. Yeah. Um, if I... Well, I guess I'm at the end of the round, so delaying my turn wouldn't make any sense. Um, I would like... No, I know what I'm going to do. Sorry. I'm going to run into... I'm going to run to just outside the darkness and draw my rapier and stab straight into it blindly. Oh, sure, dude. Yeah. Okay, roll a, roll an attack with double disadvantage. That makes sense. Just, just the most disadvantage. Shouldn't my hunter's mark help? No, that only helps you, I think. Oh, yeah. No, Hunter's Mark is for everybody. It's just that, like, you don't even... You can't see the Hunter's Mark through the magical darkness. Mm. I thought oh it my would. god. This is the most amazing thing ever. And Okay. Okay, just for the record, the first roll was a 19. Okay. The second roll was a 15. Sure. Okay, and the third roll was a 15. Oh. Okay. So much hate. Oh, I shouldn't let you have things. <laughs> let it flow through you. <laughs> You're gonna hit. Okay. Okay. Somehow, <laughs> it, by sheer chance and luck, you are gonna hit the creature in the magical darkness. Okay. With, with roll your damage, man. Just just roll it. Okay. Um, that's an eight. Total of eight. Yeah. You hear an. Uh, inhuman as your rapier makes contact with something. It connects. I feel I feel a gross squish and I go, yay! Ew, ew, ew. But I keep I keep my rapier in there because I'm trying to use it to like to like pin, like to get a hold of the white, if that makes sense. Like it went through the body. And it's like it did. Like, did you guys ever see that that movie about about the pirates in the Caribbean, and like the pirates had like a pole shoved through their bodies, and it, it's just like stuck there. That's what I want to do with my rapier. You want to give yourself a disadvantage. Well, apropos of that, uh, you hear the telltale hissing sign of silver making contact with something that it is purifying, and you hear that as you, and you feel pressure on your blade that you've left out in the stabbing position and emerging out of the darkness, letting the sword 
sheath itself and its abdomen is the creature. And you're staring it face to face. And it is going to grab your rapier. Um, give me a strength check, please. Okay. Uh, really quick, though, because it is trying to uh, grab something off me, I have uh-huh. an ability called Cutting Words. Uh, with it, I can use a bardic inspiration to... Uh, I can use one of my bardic inspiration die to subtract from whatever their role is. As, as a reaction? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, okay, so you, you're going to mock it to its face. Yeah. Also... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Also, I got a 16. And then, for for my strength check, and then against... Mm-hmm. Uh, the, bar, the bardic inspiration die was a 3. So subtract it- 3 from whatever your role was. So okay, so I'm gonna subtract three from mine. So what do you say to something like this? Uh, I look at it and go, "Your makeup is not on fleek." Can Tor just jump off the edge now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. Please do. It's gonna decide to let go of your your rapier because of your cutting words, and the creature is going to pull uh pull a sword. Ooh, no, this is fire. Instead of instead of grabbing the sword, it's going to reach out and grab you on the wrist. Okay. Uh, what is your AC? Uh, 13. 13. It's going to reach out and grab you on the wrist, and that, that light that's not light is going to emit from that spot on your wrist. Now, hold on. If I take... If it took two actions against me, that means I can take I can do another reaction against it, right? Uh, no, you get one reaction. But it tried to grab the sword and then it grabbed my wrist. That's two actions. It's got two attacks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you are going to take oh three, a grand total of three. <laughs> you take three damage from this creature. Ah. And you're going to see this, this, yeah, you're going to say that, and Twilight's going to feel as, they feel slightly tired as they see this, this purple and black weave of not light flow into the, the arm of this creature. Uh, what it, you, for the record, your maximum health uh, until a long rest has now been reduced by three. Oh, so so you cannot eat. This thing's taken like something from you, and that that light force is missing. Okay, uh, you cannot heal past this point now. I I want to use a free action to yell, Torin, get its arm cut off! No, cut off its legs! I can take it. <laughs> okay, it is Vert's turn. Uh, Alrighty, so and we're still dealing now with the white shambles and the dire sturge. You are, and you're prone. And shambles still needs to be finished off. Uh, You are prone. Uh, It costs your movement to stand up from being prone. You know that's fine because I I actually wasn't planning on moving. So (laughs) I I figured as much. Like of all the people, this could have hit. Yeah, (laughs) it's like you know what I I would stay prone even except uh, there are a couple of things that I want to do. With, uh, with with attacks later. Uh, just a whole so scene I'm... of him holding his head after the shriek, being on the ground, shivering, and then just his <laughs> turn gets up, brushes off his pants, and is ready. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Vert stands up. Oh dear, that uh, <clears throat> that was uncomfortable. Uh, he looks over at Shambles, 
he holds his hand up. He looks uh, from his hand, looks over at Shambles and is like, hey, um, I think you forgot something. And he lets three more uh, magic missiles go. And that is for... Probably um, some enormous amount. 11 points of damage. Okay, 11 points of damage. You got it. You are going to... It, no, you hit it with the magic missiles, mm-hmm. right? And you hit it... The last one you hit it with was sort of on a slant. But you sort of curveballed it out at him. Yeah. And this this thing is going to take that hit right to the neck. It's, it's the whole weight of it, head and body separated, are now going to fall right over the edge and far, far out of the battle. <laughs> so it's safe to say you killed this thing two ways. Oh, yeah, because it, it needs to take falling damage now. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, but I don't need to roll that because uh, <laughs> you, you killed it. You got it. Dunsies. All right. It, it failed its fortitude save to see if it comes back. So now there is still a dire sturge circling overhead and a uh, a horrible undead creature that uh, Twilight has insulted. And we go to Torin. Torin just looks at Bert, puts a hand on his shoulder and says, you're the only one with range, you deal with the bird, and I go to try and help Twilight with the white. Okay. Do I make uh, it enough to actually have an attack? Uh, yes. You can make it to the white. Okay. So I go Cut up its legs off! Cut its legs off! And I will strike at its uh, legs with my silver halberd. Cool. Yeah, for the sake of... Like, I thought about it just now, and mathematically, you probably couldn't have made it to the white, but yeah, you, what, what else were you going to do? You made it to the white. I got long, strong legs. Yeah, you got big lizard legs. Uh, so do your thing, sir. 16 plus 6 to hit. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you got it. Now I roll the damage. Plus, what was it, 4? Uh, yeah. I got a 10 plus 4, so 14 for damage. That's several. Going straight at its legs. It's going to deflect you uh, from getting to its legs, but as it deflects you, the halberd still cuts up in underneath that, that uh, black shiny armor. So wait, you rolled perfect damage? Yes. You're a monster. <laughs> and the uh, the hiss of silver purifying its body uh, rings out. So I didn't, I didn't get to chop off its legs, but I did get to hit it, at least. Yeah, it also says, Orcus, damn you. He damns you all. Which is, you know, that's, that seems rude to say, right? Did that creature say Dorcas? Oh my god. Twilight looks at him and goes, Yeah, you know... Despite how much this hurts, I think it did say Dorcas. Uh, Twilight and Torin, I would like for you guys to please make, uh, in a dexterity roll. Strux. Uh, Strux. Daw titties. 19. Minus one, so 16. Yay, freaking wood. <laughs> um, you said 19 and 16. Yes. Yes. Okay, so uh, uh, above you, you hear the screech of the uh, the screech of the dire sturge in time to see it swooping down at the two of you. Uh, and you're gonna jump back out of the way just in time, as but it's uh, landed between 
uh, the creature and you two, and its its wide form is is pushing you back and away from it. The dire sturge did. Yeah, the dire sturge it has landed between you two. Was and I, it, it sort of broke? Was I able what? to pull my sword out? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it landed uh, between the two. You sort of dive bombed you, but you guys moved out of the way. Okay. And uh, what happened? Uh, and what happened to the dire to the white's legs? Because he did significant damage. Was he able to lop off its legs? Apparently, no, it was deflected. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he missed the legs. Okay. Plot armor. He plot armored through the legs. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the dire surge is going to uh, lash out at. I should pick. Who wants to be evens and who wants to be odds between Torin and Twilight? I'll be evens. I guess I, that only leaves odds. Torin! AC without the shield is 16, correct? Does the shield add two? Yep. Yes, I yeah. believe. Okay, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. This would It'd this be... would hit way above. I got a 19 total. Yeah. Um, It's going to... It's proboscis. It's going to shoot out at you. And uh, this is familiar to you. Uh, it's going to clamp you on the shoulder uh, for six damage. Ah. It's going. It's going. It's going to slurp you. Uh. And you can feel your 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 juices being unjuiced from you. Down to twelve hit points. What he announced loudly and in character. All right, uh, Twilight. I'd like to use a bonus action to give a bardic inspiration to Torin. Uh, it's done. And I what will, do you say I to will him? Say, hey, you took that like a champ. Good on you. You okay? You yeah, you're okay. Kill this thing, you fool. Uh, and Twilight. Um, it looks like the white has control of. The white dire surge. And so I would like to run over to the the white. Okay, I know what I'm gonna do. Um I want to move to the opposite side of So these are all beams, right? You are on a ten foot wide beam. Can yes. I jump? And you're to... standing shoulder to shoulder with Torin. Can I jump to another beam? You can't. It's like a it's like a bridge with no handles. Okay, so it's there's not, a... it's not like there are multiple beams and like I could jump to a different beam. They're massive support structures. The nearest beam to your right is like 50, 60 feet away. Oh, that's too far. Okay, well there goes that plan. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, that's not gonna work. Um, God, the limitation of don't kill these things makes this, like, all the harder. Uh, Isn't it funny? We only have to not kill one. Well, yeah, but I can't use Thunder Wave, because it'll just knock it out. Um, And it'll it'll knock Torin off of the ledge? Well, no. Knock me, the flying creature, and the white off of the ledge. (laughs) Well, okay, hold on. Can can you describe the order we're standing on on this beam right now? Like, is it I'm behind Torin? I thought I was in front of Torin. You're shoulder to shoulder with Torn. You are next to Torn. Okay, so I wouldn't knock him away with Thunder Wave. That goes yeah, in D&D, each character in combat takes up a five-foot square. Okay. Okay, I, I have the image in my head now. 
and then yes. the the white is in front uh, is behind the dire sturge, not like next yes. to it. Yes. Okay. And the dire sturge is is a very large creature. It's it's blocking either of you from getting past it to the white. Okay. I'm gonna try something, and I don't Do know it. if it's going to work. But the other whites are here, right? And presumably they've been looking at everything that's been happening this whole time. You mean the 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 dire sturges? Yeah, the other something dire I need to remember next time is because I cast Hunter's Mark on it. I should have gotten an extra one d six damage. Yeah. Oh, and no, roll that. Roll that. I'll add it to it. Yeah. So. Roll that now. That's fair. Three. Okay. Good. Didn't say six. Okay. <laughs> and now, and now you get two d six damage because you have Bardic Inspiration from me. So don't forget about that. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna um, go through those legs like butter. Oh no no no! Sorry, Bardic Inspiration doesn't add damage; it just adds to success. Okay, so, so I'll definitely hit. Yeah. Okay, so I know what I'm gonna do. The other Dire Sturges have heard all this noise, so they're probably awake and like watching what's happening. Yeah, I have to confirm with you, the DM. They are. They seem to still be hibernating. Really, even with all this noise. Yeah. Are you trying to wake one up? Here's what I want to do. I want to use press the digitation to create a fire, a loud firework effect near the the white dire surge that looks like fireflies. Interesting. Okay, yeah, that happens. Okay. Uh, there is that effect is present. Uh, the dire surges are still asleep though. Okay. Uh, what you said it was a loud effect. Yeah. Uh, what 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 loud noise do you make? A loud explosion. Okay, so there's an explosion of fireflies. Yes. That's absolutely going to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, startled awake, the uh, the dire sturges around you in their black listening forms all shriek awake. And you can see they start swarming. And when those ones near you wake up, the ones next to them wake up, and the ones next to them wake up, until the whole uh, lattice work of support beams is now shivering and shimmering with life um and screeches awesome and yeah no it totally worked and they are they are definitely zeroing in on the fireflies on the giant white did you where did you put it do you put it near the white or directly on the white i i i made the explosion sound and the white is literally covered in fireflies like its body is cut co- like its body is covered in fireflies Okay, so yeah, it's illuminated in fireflies, and all these other, all these other dire sturges are ramming into its body to get at the fireflies. Yes, the combined force of their, of their smashing, does. Twelve damage. And does it manage to shove the the white dire sturge off since they're. They are doing ramming damage. Can they shove it like away from where the white is? No, it is it is clamped down. You can see its claws digging into the wood underneath it. Okay. As it tries to obey obey the white's orders. Okay. Uh, it's it's just getting battered around brutally. Awesome. I'm so glad that worked. Uh, it's pretty tight. Yeah, mm. I I should get inspiration for that. Okay. Anyway. Um. Oh, should you? Well, now you don't. Oh uh, no. Give yourself inspiration, Bard. Awesome, thank you. I'll take that. No, it's not what I... I meant Bardic, you get it. Never mind. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so that was my awesome move. Uh, that counts as an action, so that was my action. Yeah, that, that's my action. Okay, behind the dire sturge, behind this this cloud of of dire sturges, uh, you see your prestidigitation gets uh sort of melted away by everything interacting with the illusion, mm-hmm. and the the cloud of of confused dire sturges sort of clears up, and they go into their nighttime pattern of flying uh down below looking for looking for fireflies. Uh oh, well that's gonna miss. What's your AC? Thirteen. Hey, this one's gonna hit. All right, tight. The the white eyes you down and readies two arrows. One of them is gonna buzz over your shoulder, but the other one. Oh wow. Other one is gonna thump you, uh, right off the arm for seven damage. Okay, awesome. Um, I would like to use my reaction to catch Hellish Rebuke. Totally. Okay. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw. Okie dokie. I can do that. Uh, it's a total of six, so you go ahead and do whatever you were going to do, Okay, buddy. you get two d10 fire damage. All right, you roll those d10 for me, friend. Uh, that is uh, ten. Cool. Yeah, uh, she's going to regret that. Ten total. Yeah, the... Fire really hurts! You suck! Oh, you talk! That's good. You're a jerk. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry. What? I just, I'm sorry. That was, that was mean of me. We should, we should stop fighting, you know? You want to come hang out with us? We don't got to fight anymore. Uh, she is going to flip you the bird, uh, because her hand is on fire. That, that's almost more insulting. In a way. She flipped me a fiery bird. It sort of explains that. She flipped you a phoenix. Yeah. It sort of explains the whole, like, the, the logic behind it, too, which is what I liked about it. Anyway, it's Vert's turn. Alrighty. Uh, so now we've got the Dire Sturge. Dire Sturge, how does it look? Well, I can't tell from my, my range. Uh, yeah, it's pretty battered now. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't breathe, but there are chunks of it where it's, where it's rotten flesh mm-hmm. has caved inward. Okay. Uh, from this, from this beating it's taken. Pretty large, uh... Three large little craters. Some of them, like you, could probably curl up into. I, I, I am a small murder, murder gnome. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm gonna do, um, <coughs> Vert, you, you see him sort of hunker down for a second. Almost looks like he's flexing, but not really. Um, you sort of <laughs> see him. You taught him well. Yeah. <laughs> um he he sort of glows a little bit and you see um uh, well anybody who who could see who's standing near him uh his his neck you see some some like blue scales sort of show up there um so yeah he i i'm spending sorcery points i'm i'm getting myself a another uh, level two spell slot, <laughs> and I am casting magic missile against the dire sturge. Do it. For a crazy amount of damage here. When is it not? <laughs> I, I, I do love me this magic missile. It's, it's some good stuff. It's, it's, uh, 10, 
at 17 points of damage. Whoa. Okay, let's see where that puts my guys. Okay. Yeah, uh, thud, 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 and thud, because it's four, right? Yes. You quadro thud against the body of this thing. Uh, you blast open one of the craters of, of rotten flesh, and it is quite smelly. Is there splash damage? This, it, is, it is actually trembling on its legs now. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, and just, yeah, just... To you, it says. Uh, Twilight. Oh, is Torin not taking a turn? Uh, he... Oh, yeah, no, you're right. It's Torin's turn. Mm. It's like, yeah. It's like, did something happen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you, got, you got T names, man. I mixed them up. <laughs> so I will slash at the Dire Sturge, see if we can finish it. And because of Bardic Inspiration, I get a D6 to roll also with hitting, right? Plus my everything you. else. This is almost certainly going to do it. 17 and a 6, and then plus 3, plus 2. Plus silver. Yeah, dude, you, you got it. <laughs> you hit it. And it's it's weak enough that it doesn't need to take... It, you don't need to roll damage. Just tell me how you kill this thing. <laughs> make, it, make it pretty. Because <laughs> I made it nasty. I cock back. You see me just flexing the muscles and just, like strain like I'm charging up. And then just slash for all I'm worth to go through this dire sturge to end this. Your silver inflect halberd cuts a a shining arc through this thing's neck, and the the head falls sullenly at your feet before the whole body begins turning to dust in front of you. So it's dead. I don't yeah. know if that came across. And then just Torn just looks up at the di- at the white, and you can just see acid starting to bubble up from his mouth because he's just anticipating ending this he's prepping it uh dire sturge is dead so twilight we can't kill it stop trying to kill the white um twilight would like to run up to the white uh with with my sword and i would like to cast uh tasha's hideous laughter on it okay are you using your sword like a wand no, 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 I, I have a plan. But I want to cast Tasha's Hideous Laughter. Please make a wisdom saving check. Okie dokie. What do I have to roll? Uh, d20. Okay. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, what... I don't know what you rolled. I succeed on the check. Oh, you rolled a 20? Uh, yes. Oh. I, well, I rolled... I rolled 24. Holy... Okay, well that's fun. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. I rolled, I rolled twenty one. So yes. Okay, yeah, no, you succeeded. Um, so that didn't work. Uh, and Twilight is just gonna hold their sword up to the white's neck and go yield. And why aren't you laughing? Uh, is that your turn? Yes. So you hold the sword up to the white's neck. Uh. Very threatening. Uh, the white is going to leap backwards into the darkness. Do you want to take an attack of opportunity? Uh, yeah, I do. Go ahead. I go ahead. I want to cut off its legs. Damn it! Aim for the tendons. As it's leaping backwards, uh, take that attack of opportunity. Okay. 
It's <laughs> a good laugh. Uh, crit 20. Ooh! Yeah, you get a hit. Plus whatever bonuses that Hunter Mark gives you. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting about that. That's what? Uh, I roll a d6, Well, I right? get a... Well, I guess the group gets it, so yeah, an extra 1d6 damage. Okay, cool. So let me do that. And this is to cut, cut off its legs. I want to keep it from getting away. Mm-hmm. No, you got the crit. Yeah. It's not like it can run away. We can always find it, because we have up to an hour. Do we roll anything extra for damage when we get a crit? Uh, you roll the damage die twice and add it together. Ooh. Eight plus one plus... Okay. That is a 13. Oh, wait, no, no, 15. Oh. Yeah, 15. Yeah, it, it leaps back into the darkness, and you you swing your rapier for where you think her legs will be, and you feel it make purchase. You feel contact. Awesome. And, yeah, there's a, uh, there's some two puffs of uh, through the magical darkness out the right side as you see both legs go careening down towards Balderdash. <laughs> And somewhere from that cloud of magical darkness, you hear, <laughs> Don't worry, little bard. I'm laughing now. Please tell me Twilight like made one slash and then dramatically put the sword back in the sheath, and then the legs fell off. <laughs> the, uh, you hear this voice again coming from the cloud of magical darkness. Orcus will have this realm. It doesn't matter how hard you work to defend it. I am but the first, merely a scout. When the armies of Orcus come, this place will be his. Uh, you don't know where exactly in the magical darkness this voice is coming from, but you suspect somewhere within a reasonable falling range after having your legs lopped off. You don't see the white, and you know it's somewhere in this cloud of darkness. Can you turn and off your spell? That's what I'm uh, I'm trying to figure that out right now. You can. You for sure what can. What does Dorcas want with this town? Oh, wait. Can you? I think cloud of darkness, you can't. If it's got a concentration on it, then you can, but otherwise... It does have a... It has a concentration. Second level evocation. Okay, then yeah. A creature with dark vision can't see through this darkness. Non-magical light can't illuminate it. Yeah, so yeah, you can you can just stop concentrating on it. Oh, perfect. Awesome. So, in that case, uh, can we retcon a little bit? Tiny bit. In what? In the in middle in the middle of the white's monologue, can I dispel the darkness? <laughs> so let's just No, no, cuz what what we've got going is going to be Okay. Is, is better than you think. What we got going is better. Okay, than well, you. at the end of the monologue when it says I am but the first, I'm going to go, "Oh, really?" and dispel the darkness. I'm going to stop concentrating on it. You stop concentrating, the darkness dissipates, and you see the just upper torso of this creature dangling over the ledge. <laughs> and you you see this just in time for it to let go of the ledge and fiery arms in the air brutally flick you off with both hands and it says i'll get you you little bitches twilight's gonna jump after it what okay it's it is it is falling yeah i know are you gonna try to to catch it there this okay here's what's going to happen are you ready for this this is gonna be really crazy i'm gonna need in yeah okay yeah twilight is going to jump after it like off the ledge cast my explosive firefly prestidigitation again to get okay. the attention of the dire sturges. This feels like a bad idea. 
and I'm going to try to grab the white and hold onto it really tightly and see if I can land on a dire sturge. <laughs> uh let's make uh let's make an attack roll to see if you can get the white. I thought you were just going to try and grab it and then grab the ledge with your tail. No, it it jumped off too quickly, so I couldn't do that. Like it like it was already letting go by the time I dissipated the darkness, right? Yeah, no, it was it when you dissipated the darkness, that was when it let go. Yeah, so I, I there was no way I could have reached it in time. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so I rolled a 20, not natural. <sighs> what else did you roll? Let's roll uh you got you to stick your landing. Let's go with athletics. Wouldn't it be acrobatics? Or ac- acrobatics. Yeah. yeah. Acrobatics. That would be acrobatics. I was going to say, this, the would not, A1. this is not an athletic thing. The other A1. Acrobatics. Okay. Uh, 17? All right. Here's what's going to happen. Okay. You, you grab the burning arm of the white as it careens downwards. And with the, with the fire it is on, it's gonna look you right in the eyes mm-hmm. with its its burning form and it's you're gonna see that there's there's that not light sparkling right in the back of its eyes there's that 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 blackness that it's that it drains from things mm-hmm. and you can see as they're falling you see that that not light fade ever so slightly in the form of the white is is somehow paler, somehow gray. No, no, no. As opposed to just white, uh, and it burns away. Uh, I'll give you, let's say, a point of fire damage. That makes sense, but it's not really going to matter. Um, and as you hit the cloud of dire sturges underneath you, it's the white itself is going to puff into ash. And you are going to land hard on this this black shimmering cloud. And you see that, you notice, in the, in the tumult of all these things flying around, the inky blackness of that light, that not light, hovers down through the cloud, not touching any of these living things, finding the smallest openings to slip through. And it vanishes it, 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 at a speed you couldn't have predicted. As soon as it's clear of the cloud, it vanishes out into uh, into the distance, past Balderdash, past the Shatter Mansion, to some place further into the labyrinth. And you are you're sitting there holding the pieces of mildly scorched armor that the creature had clearly made recently, and its uh, rotted, rusted-looking weaponry. As you as you ride a dire sturge through this insane uh, roller coaster ride. Only to eventually realize they calm down. They realize it's not nighttime yet, and confused and angry, the dire sturges return to their perch, and you're able to crawl back up and meet up with your friends. So Twilight um, is gingerly holding the corpse of the person uh, that is the white. Do I recognize this? This this. Corpse? Oh, it's not. It's not a corpse. Okay. It is a. It is ashes now. But you are holding uh, her equipment. So I'm holding the equipment, and I I walk to my friends, and I go. I couldn't do it. 
It was too, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I failed. I'm sorry. And Twilight fall, falls to their knees and, and just screams heart-wrenchingly into the air. I would ask you to do that, but I know where you are right now. No, thank you. I cannot do that right now. Just yeah. know it is very emotional. Torn just puts a hand on one shoulder. Hey, uh, Jay, speaking of where you are right now, uh, how you feeling, buddy? Well, I failed twice today, so that's fun. You haven't you failed. You failed twice. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, you guys didn't get the white. I, I don't know if you guys were gonna get the white. Hmm. You got, you got some free stuff. I mean, that's pretty cool. Look, I wasn't, I wasn't completely honest with you guys when we started playing. What do you mean? Hmm? The drone isn't there. Like, it didn't crash there, or...? I saw a bunch of singe marks. I think it's self-destructed. The drone isn't there. And not only that, but when I got there, there was someone else there. And I don't know who it was. But, Kev, I, I left your suit outside of the bunker. I can't, I can't come for you. Oh. And I'm really sorry. I thought if I could do something in this game, I could feel like I did something right, and I couldn't even do that. I'm sorry. Oh, I feel kind of bad now. Um, it's, I mean, you guys, you're succeeding. I mean, you're still telling the story I was trying to tell. It's not, you know? it's not even about, it's not even about that. It's, how are we going to get Kevin out of there? And the drone, this trip was pointless. Going into old Chinatown was pointless. Coming into Collapse Quarter was pointless. I don't know. I don't know what to do. And there are people out here, and I don't know if they're friendly or not. And I'm scared. And I, I just I need to find a way to get back to Ren right now, guys. I can't. I can't. I can't stay on. I I gotta go. I'm sorry. I gotta go. Okay, man. It's all right. It's gonna be okay. As long as you're safe. We didn't get the drone, but as long as you're alive, you've still got a suit, and you can still go out there. You can see more than half of us can. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, take your time. Stay safe, man. Contact us when you can, okay? I was... I think he's already gone. Well then, it would seem there was nothing to worry about after all. I have marched my way up and down, to and fro, and yet... Not a single encroacher was to be found. I know this because I made sure to clear out as much of the areas with the WHB's patented flame-throwing technology, guaranteed to offer anyone the warmest embrace possible. That being said, I... I do feel as though I'm missing something. 
Oh, well. It's probably nothing. Though I could have sworn I saw... Someone. I... <laughs> well, no point crying over spilled blood, yes? I think I'm going to go joyriding in this WHB. Stay tuned for the sound of joyful cries as I rush over all the city and bring the might of Potrablat to the people. Thank you, and keep living your truth. Hey everyone, Jmark here again. Do you want to have a chance to have your name as an NPC on the show? Then be sure to Facebook, tweet, and or Instagram about the show and tag us at TFUCast with the hashtag UnpluggedRising and you'll have a chance to become a named NPC. You could be like McKean, the dwarven blacksmith who is named after James McQueen, McKean. Or you could be like Hezekiah, everyone's favorite druid from our first arc, who is named after Hezekiah. So be sure to check it out. We don't use any money to promote this show. We solely depend on word of mouth to get the word out there, and you all are a huge help to that. Keeping that in mind, getting iTunes reviews are really important for podcasts, getting out there and getting known to the general public. We want to show our thanks for people who are leaving those iTunes reviews. And so, at 50, 75, and 100 iTunes reviews, we are doing giveaways. At 50 and 75 reviews, we are giving away a custom-painted minifigure of either Torin or Vert, because we already gave away Twilight. But at 100 reviews we are raffling off all three of our playable characters custom painted as minifigures and a custom exclusive dice box signed by the entire cast both as ourselves and as our playable characters so we really like to show our appreciation for support it's not it's not just hey support us and you get this podcast back it's support us and hey we want to give you neat stuff also to show our thanks anyway that should be it from me. Our next episode will go live in two weeks, so episode 15. Ah, but you may have noticed that this episode ended in a very interesting way. Well, keep an eye out because next Friday you will also get an exclusive episode, 12 and a half, that's taking place solely in the meta universe. So it's sure to be interesting. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your puppies and kitties, and I'll see you all soon. And remember, the Overseers are always watching.